Now, this is an interview with Unhoped on Sunday, December 6th, 2020 by Nick Perkel. Now, uh, can you introduce yourself for me? Hello, my name is Juri Luostarinen. I'm the vocalist for Finnish death thrash metal band Unhoped. And I've been their vocalist for nine years now. What came first for you, singing or playing bass? Well, if you if you think of like band life, uh, they came at the same time actually. <laughs> but uh, I was when I first started listening to heavy metal, like what well, probably 12, 13, 13 years old. I used to sing. I listened to a lot of kind of classic heavy metal. Uh, Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and Manowar and that kind of stuff and I used to sing <laughs> with the songs but not in any bands. Yeah, at the age of 15 my mother and father asked if I would like to have some kind of gift for the end of primary school and then I thought out for uh, probably a couple of weeks and then I said uh, I would like to try bass guitar. Then they bought me my first bass and I started learning that and it took like a couple of months and I went to study study in a different city and our school had this band rehearsal space and we formed our first bands over there. And I used to sing and play bass in those bands. <laughs> now, um... yeah. So they, they, they kind of came at the same time. Now... Were you involved in uh, any like music education programs? Uh, I was involved in primary schools, uh, the music classes, but not in any kind of programs, specific programs. Uh, we used to play this flute called recorder, <laughs> the musical oh, instrument yeah. recorder. You can check it out. It's, yeah, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> We used to play that in schools. We had to play, and I can tell you that I learned nothing about music through that recorder. So. Yeah, <laughs> like in America, we did that too. Like okay. I actually uh, played violin when I was younger, and played that from oh nice. I'd say about age eight to about fourteen. I enjoyed yeah. the instrument. It was just kind of like the high school I went to didn't have a uh, orchestra. So I pretty much had to yeah. stop learning it at that point. That, that's my history with music. Um, now, okay. how did Unhoped form, and how has the dynamic of your band changed with your new bassist? Well, Unhoped was formed, I guess, in 2009 or 2010. There was uh, this melodic death metal, death metal band called Sancteferia at the time. In Varkaus, my hometown, and our guitarist Kalle and our drummer Mikko and our uh, former bass player Samu were playing in that band, and then that band did split, and uh, the guys thought that, well, we can still play together, and let's change our style to faster kind of stuff and play more thrashy, and uh, it came like that, and then our second guitarist Aku joined in later because, well, Varkaus is a very small town. We have like 
little bit over 20,000 people so some kind of that uh, something like that and there are not that many extreme metal guitarists over there so he he was the youngest guy then they didn't really <laughs> kind they didn't have a, <laughs> that much of choice so they got aku <laughs> and now if aku listens to this he probably feels bad but <laughs> that's probably the way but then he he got better and he got better and he got better and now he's a fucking monster on guitar and uh then they then they had a vocalist for a couple of years or like one year for one year uh, they had lolly he was from pxm Mackey, uh, town from about 40 40 kilometers west from Varkaus, and he sang for the first EP, the first Blood EP, and he sang for the Mökki Mayhem, which means uh, the uh, Cottage Mayhem <laughs> demo, and uh, then they started to record the Die Harder album, and they felt that uh, Lali is he wasn't he still is a great vocalist but he wasn't that much of a frontman and he didn't enjoy doing gigs and that kind of stuff and uh well well i uh and i used to uh, by that time i used to drink on weekends with samu quite a lot and one time when i was drunk i said kind of arrogantly that Okay, when Lali has had enough, then just call me and I can come and do the vocals for you. And uh, and then on one night, uh, he actually sent me a message that can you come the next week and <laughs> try try <laughs> vocals with us? And uh, I was like, wow, <laughs> okay, I can do I can I can do this. And I went there and I was fucking horrible, but for some reason they gave me the job and <laughs> the first first demos that we did for the album were fucking horrible and <laughs> I, I could see from Kale's face when we recorded those vocals that what the fuck is this guy doing what the fuck did we do uh, in the end I I got a bit better I I got a bit more aggressive and it sounded it's it sounds way better on the record than the first demos but if we would record them now if we would record first blood uh, i mean uh, the die harder album now it would sound much more better in every way especially with the vocals because my voices voices evolved much more from those days i was 19 when i recorded those vocals so now, I really <laughs> loved your song Tidal Wave from Die Harder. Early on, was that a big crowd favorite? Uh, yeah, because it's it's like this mid-tempo kind of song. Uh, it got, it, it's got kind of more hit potential, if you might say. And uh, yeah, we like to play that, and the crowd used to like it because our most of our songs are quite fast and they they have they have these kind of breakdown parts and kind of this but uh, it was it was like 
mostly the mid-tempo double double bass song, and yeah, we used to play that for quite many years, and then we got more songs. We dropped it out from the set, and I guess a few years back we played it again on some gigs, and it's a fun song to play. But now we have much more new material that <laughs> we don't we don't visit much of the die harder stuff nowadays at live situations uh, we have a custom of opening our gigs with uh, the priest's colors on serpent's neck song but that's pretty much that's pretty much all that we play from the first uh, the first LP now what was going on when you recorded the EP nuclear death uh, well it was the second <laughs> second release with me on it and uh, we were getting a bit better well it was seven years ago uh, probably eight years ago when we recorded that so if if i if i have to recall what was going on then well <laughs> nothing nothing that much special i guess we were still everybody everybody were living in the same town of varka so we were we were practicing a lot the songs were getting better, the songs were getting quite much heavier and faster. My lyrics were getting a bit better, my voice was getting a bit better. And we had our... And through through the nuclear death experience, we got our first kind of record deal with Finnish, a small independent label called Violent Journey Records. And uh, the contract was kind of this, uh, the, okay, uh, the band gives the label the money, the label prints the, the, label prints the CDs, and uh, the label had this kind of diff, uh, this other distributing system called Supersound, which is fucking horrible distributors, so, uh, don't ever get your ever get your CDs or records of any sort for Super Sound in Finland to distribute because they do a fucking horrible job. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we, uh, when when we released the Nuclear Death, it actually happened on the same, same weekend. I don't know if it was the same day or the was it the Friday or was it Saturday? But we were we we got to play in the Finnish uh, Extreme Metal Festival Steel Fest in Hyvinkää, which is uh, nowadays it's a bit more like a black, mostly black metal festival. But by by the time of 2013, we uh, it was it it still had quite much of a thrash, it had very much death metal and it was like one of a third was kind of thrashy and one of a third was very much death metal and one of a third was black metal. It was like that festival but now nowadays it's it's mostly just black metal. But uh, yeah, we got to play there and there was Sodom and Destruction were playing there also. And, very, very much great bands were playing there too, and uh, yeah, it was nice gig. We were all fucking hangover 
from Friday and we were the first band to play on Saturday and and our guys started vomiting backstage <laughs> because because of the drinking and and uh, we we had a hotel by uh, for accommodation over there and all of the bands were there and uh, we ate our breakfast like good boys do and then when we came back to our rooms on Saturday the day when we were supposed to play uh, Sabu went vomiting and then we went to the festival area and then we went backstage and Aku started vomiting and <laughs> and it was hot and it was horrible and then we went to play there were a handful of people who were also very hangover and actually our our label manager by that time he was already drunk or he was still drunk from friday he was actually he was actually drunk for the whole fucking festival i didn't saw him sober it, it is the only time that i have seen him and i haven't seen him sober he was drunk as fuck but uh, somehow he still managed <laughs> to to stay alive over there and actually actually on the friday day uh this our our label manager he's from the north and uh he's a very close friend for some of the very old finnish thrash bands like national napalm syndicate and and ancient rotten grave guards and uh, the national napalm syndicate was playing on steelfest and a couple of weeks back he uh, our label manager sent me that would i like to go and sing the Exodus song Piranha with them and I was like oh fuck yeah <laughs> of course and and I went I, uh, I after our gig was over we like went to eat went went to drink and uh, went to see some bands and they were playing uh, closer to closer to the evening I guess like some kind of 7 p.m. or or something like that and the festival crowd was packed and there was there was a shitload of people i have never never ever again been in front of such a big crowd and i sang piranha with them and and nobody had an idea who the fuck i was and i was just there thrashing and killing it and <laughs> yeah it, it was nice how do you think the music video for uh, Human Disgrace came out from uh, the Sonic Violence album? In 2015, when uh, it was the Halloween weekend when we recorded that in our uh, rehearsal place. At the time, it was our, our rehearsal place. We recorded over there. We had some uh, these kind of construction site lights over there, and uh, <laughs> we even had a fucking smoke machine from from our friends in. Varkas, who who are involved very much in the in the uh, live music scene there, and they lended us some lights and they lended us some uh, smoke machines <laughs> and kind of that. And actually, our bass player now, Jani Nupponen, was there doing the moving camera. We had like it was 
factory do-it-yourself kind of stuff we had some like probably three gopro cameras that were filming on on uh, mounted positions and we did the song very many times and then with all the different angles we just changed them for that and then we did it like three three times that Jani Jani filmed it while moving and actually you can see his fingers on the <laughs> on the uh, video if you watch very closely I guess it's uh, I don't remember the exact spot but if you watch closely uh, I can recall you can see his uh, fingers on the left side of the camera yeah, it was nice uh, filming it. It was fucking long, but yeah, we got to. <laughs> we're starting to sound like fucking alcoholics by now, but we got to drink because it wasn't any kind of a professional thing. So each time we were done with the take, we got to drink for some beers and then we did the next take and then we had beers again and then we did the next and so on and so on so by the end of it i i guess i had some trouble staying <laughs> staying on my staying on my feet after you know head banging and that kind of stuff but it's it's good that <laughs> it didn't end up in the final product but yeah i'm very happy about the video it has this kind of very old school headbangers ball kind of feeling to it now for your uh, new ep what was it like composing uh the song grand gignol is that how i pronounce it uh, grand gignol uh i guess it it's grand gunol or something like that yeah. it's it's french it's french uh well i don't know about that much about the composition because our guitarist Kalle does most of the riffs and most of the songs uh, when he has a song ready he plays the demo for us and we say that it's killer shit and, and <laughs> then I, I start to come up with some kind of lyrics uh, and actually uh, I, I usually have quite, quite a hard time to figure out titles but for this uh, by that time, I guess I had like four or five or six titles already and no music whatsoever. So, uh, Grand Gugnol is, or it was actually, I guess it's like the second song of the new stuff that we have. We have boiled over the years and I guess it's, uh, it, it was probably the fall 2017 when when we got the demo for it and then uh, it took some time for me to write the lyrics because I'm a very <laughs> I'm very slow writer I, I need to find the inspiration but yeah Grand Gugnol it was actually my first intention was like to make a song about how the uh, violence that we see every day we see it in we see it in entertainment or we see it in news and or wherever we see that we kind of numb we, we we kind of grow numb for it but then again i'm not that kind of a 
smart guy <laughs> to to write smart lyrics about that. So it it then became like a song about slasher <laughs> who who captures a woman and puts a video recorder on and mutilates her and and then puts it online. So it's kind of like snuff snuff film <laughs> stuff, very original. And uh, Grand Gugnol was actually before, uh, it was this kind of a grand theater in Paris, maybe, yeah, in Paris. And uh, it first hosted this kind of uh, pretty normal kind of stuff. Different place, but uh, but then through time it became known for uh, theater for horror shows and it, it had very much the first kind of horror place and it had it was very known for its special effects by the time and it was before the second world war so it was <laughs> quite quite rad there was fake blood and everything like that and werewolves and shit and uh, uh, so it became like in comparison in the lyrics that welcome back to Grand Gugnall to witness the horrors through the internet but uh, yeah this time it's real <laughs> I don't know if I can put it better than that so what's it like in Finland right now for live musicians dealing with the uh, COVID situation oh. uh, shit basically everything is banned we don't have any shows we were supposed to play a show in Helsinki about it was a couple of weeks ago but then my grandfather died and uh, his funeral was at the same weekend so there was no way that I could be in that show so we had to cancel it and it was actually the last weekend before the new restrictions came to be and the place was packed we uh, i i had a few few drinks with a fellow frontman from maniac doctor niklas Papinen. and we were at, at my place about a week back and he said that the place was full they took 70 playing uh, paying customers in and then then it was that and there were 70 people over there for the three bands they were for, there for the whole time and they were raging and it was it was great everybody or actually most of them i guess they had their face masks on and and kind of that but uh yeah it really it really bothers me that i we couldn't go there and play but then again in helsinki there is a rapidly growing amount of infections over there so uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm not that uh, pissed off about it. It's like a two-edged sword, <laughs> if you might say. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, the people here who are uh, who get the living out of this kind of live music scene and different events and uh, kind of like that, they are very pissed about this situation because they don't have any kind of safety net they are all of them are unemployed and they don't have any kind of unions or that or like that so yeah they are in deep shit uh, and i feel quite
quite bad for them. And then again, uh, all of kind of these events are forbidden. And then we have Black Friday and people are <laughs> crowding, crowding these shopping malls early in the morning. There are like fucking hundreds of people over there right next to each other and they are waiting to get their TVs. So uh, it's, I don't know, it sucks ass. <laughs> Can you tell me about your uh, other band, uh, Fun Moped? <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, actually uh, it's just <laughs> it's just a play on words of unhoped. Uh, when we uh, when we uh, or when I joined the band, uh, we had this uh, uh, inside group in Facebook for us, which was called Fun Moped. Uh, fun moped uh, entertainment and it was just it was just play on words of unhoped and fun and moped and <laughs> it's not it's not actually a band uh, okay. but my other uh, my other band at this uh, by this time is uh, called macrophagy it's i play bass in that and it's kind of this like progressive rock heavy rock metal kind of band and it uh, and we sing in Finnish and it's it has like it's it's progressive rock so it has kind of horror elements to it and it has some sci-fi elements on some songs and kind of like that it's it, it, it differs very much from unhoped but I like it <laughs> now what are some of your favorite Finnish and Scandinavian horror movies Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I haven't actually seen very much Finnish uh, horror movies because in Finland we don't make that much horror movies. Uh, I guess most of the horror movies in Finland are made by kind of uh, these do-it-yourself guys who make their own, own uh, short films and kind of like that. Uh, we don't have that many major Finnish horror horror movies. Uh, we had this kind of, uh, during this fall, I live in Kuopio city now, and we had this kind of film festival, a small, small film festival where they play some old, old movies, and there was uh, this very old Finnish horror and slash comedy slash parody movie called, if I... Uh, translate it roughly it's like the witch comes back to life and uh, <laughs> it's kind of a funny I guess it's from like the 50s yeah it's from 1952 and it has some very crappy uh, special effects and it was one of one of the first uh, I'd say probably uh, erotic kind of horror movie made in Finland because there was very much tits <laughs> on that movie or it was probably uh, during the time it came out it was probably very much uh, advertised through the nudity that it contained uh, but yeah we don't have that many finished horror movies I have seen this which comes back to life uh, now I've seen it I guess twice and then there is this newer horror movie called sauna i have seen it uh, it came out like 
over 10 years ago and I saw it by then. I don't remember much of it. I should probably check it out. But it's more of like this. It's based on some kind of, 19, uh, I guess it's 19th century. And uh, it was it was kind of a strange movie. I should check it out. Check it out again. And then there is this kind of cult Finnish horror comedy movies called uh, Kuutamo Sonaatti, which is like uh, in Finnish, uh, in English it's like uh, Moonlight Sonata, and then the sequel to it called Kadun Lakaisiat, which is like, <laughs> it's street sweepers, and it's, it's, it's a story about this kind of, in the middle of, uh, it's a story about this kind of uh, a family living in the middle of nowhere town, and then the city girl comes to that town to spend the, spend the weekend there with with he, her fiance, and uh, then this kind of a <laughs> and then one of the boys of that family starts harassing her, and it's like this, it's it's a fun movie, and then uh, at the end the boy dies and her mother dies, and the smaller brother or little uh, or the big brother i don't remember his his kind of like this uh, re- retarded one uh, he escapes and in the sequel in the beginning the uh, the retarded brother digs out the, the mother and the his brother's corpses and takes them to sauna and there he spanks hit them with <laughs> with uh, tree leaves and that that kind of stuff, and then they come back to life, and then the then they move to Helsinki, and and again this <laughs> this uh, the other brother who is kind of like pervert, uh, he again falls in love with uh, a beautiful lady, and then they <laughs> if you can find them from somewhere and have subtitles, I I highly recommend to check them out. They are quite fun. <laughs> now, what is your most cherished Finnish metal album in your collection? Oh, in my collection. Uh, I'd say probably uh, I don't have that many Finnish metal records, actually. I don't listen very much of Finnish metal uh, because I just think that we don't have that many great bands. <laughs> but uh, I'd say that the definitive Finnish metal record that has zero zero bad songs is probably Death Chains, Death Rash Assault. It is a powerful and in-your-face and perfect record. Yeah. After that, they went they went a bit more death metal and not that much of a death rash anymore. And I haven't been that interested following their career but yeah that that album is fucking great <laughs> now, what is your favorite urban legend or ghost story from finland mm. yeah as, as i said before uh, that in finland uh, we don't have that that much of urban legends i guess or at least i have not heard many of them but we have much, much of folk stories, and we have, we have very much of witch stories actually, and yeah, 
there is uh, there is actually this comic book album called Perkele, <laughs> and uh, Perkele means kind of a devil devil in Finland, and uh, it has six different stories of uh, like this nineteenth uh, 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 century Finland, and some of them are based in uh, Sweden, and uh, they have. Uh, they have these uh, stories that are inspired by these stories that were told by that time. Uh, 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 sorry, actually, it's the 1700s when where it, it it's based, and uh, I read it like probably six years ago, and I, I I'm not sure if I uh, remember correctly, but yeah, this stories in the comic book are based on the actual actual legends and and stories that were circling by that time and uh, it has this kind of a story where uh, there are witch trials and this small girl is there testifying against a woman who is who is uh, su- sued for witchcraft and and the little girl tells tells to the judges that that she saw that the old lady was went went to the Kyöpelin uh, Vuori with the devil and she rode there with her broom and there she danced with the devil and fornicated with him and there was all of this all of this stuff when you fornicate with the devil you get pregnant immediately and then you then you give birth for dark creatures and they come bursting out of your belly or something like that and the woman is condemned to be to be burned and after the trial uh, the devil actually comes and uh, he he takes that little girl with her to the köpelivori and uh, uh, yeah she she gave she gave the false uh, kind of uh, uh, false testament <laughs> for it and then the devil makes makes her do all this stuff that that she she told about what that old lady did and yeah it's it's kind of a dark <laughs> dark shit but yeah and if you have seen actually the movie the witch, the new English folk tale, I guess it's called. Uh, it actually describes very correctly these kind of same same kind of beliefs and things that were were happening in Finland too, and uh, all those beliefs that of witchcraft they are very kind of same in that movie, and it's a good movie, yeah. Oh, final words. Uh, stay safe. Let's hope that this COVID bullshit ends soon. And uh, keep on track with Unhoped. <laughs> uh, we haven't been very active now, but we have some very amazing stuff boiling up. And I hope that we we get to record them as soon as possible and put a new album out and probably some time in not so distant future get get back to gigs thanks a lot yuri 
Uh, this has been an interview with Unhoped on December 6th, 2020 by Nick Perkel.